If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chant TV. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Well, find me on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. We uh, lock in on a couple of things the remainder of the season here is how do you play with what remains? You, you came close on the road there against Clemson, almost found a way to win a game uh, that uh, you were nearly 10-point underdogs in, and... Um, you know, I, I would say that uh, if you go back to the 0-4 start, if you go back before the season began, uh, if I tell you Florida State has the lead with uh, under five to play, you'd say, okay, we're, we're, we're making real progress. Regardless of how that happens, we're making real progress. And I think that's still true, regardless of whatever offensive problems Clemson seems to have right now. Yeah, there's two ways to look at it, and I think yeah. both have some truth to it. One is you're outgunned talent for days, and you're in a position to win a football game. That, yeah. that promotes and connotes buy-in. Right. The other is you have the ball with five and a half minutes to go. You get a couple of first downs, and you could close it out and win the football game. The defense did enough to finish. Special teams and the offense did not. That's where you lament a, a missed opportunity because that did happen. It was twenty to seventeen, and you did have a chance, and you just couldn't close it out. Yeah, I uh, listen. I, there's a lot of things at play here. I think some of what you can't do on offense, once again, all centers around what you can't do on the offensive line against Clemson, which is our offensive line can't block their defensive line. So it starts there. And then I think you can add to the woes by noting that this is a roster that needs an awful lot of help. And when you play teams that have some elite talent on defense in particular, um, then you're going to have a real hard time. You can get by against middling defenses because you scheme it up, you create angles, and you find a way to really feature uh, the two-plus players on your offense, which Jayshon Corbin and Trayshon Ward are. Uh, outside of that, you don't have a lot. You have a wildly inconsistent and relatively average quarterback who has real limitations in his game. He's a dynamic runner who is uh, fascinating to watch play the game because he can create something out of nothing. He gives you a fighting chance, a puncher's chance to win games 
even in those that in which you're outmatched because of that unique skill set. But it is still nonetheless very limited, and it has a ceiling. Um, especially when teams can take away the run game, the aforementioned Trayshawn Ward and uh, Jay Sean Corbin, uh, you're dead in the water. And basically, outside of one big play, that's exactly what it looked like. You didn't do much offensively. Defensively, my criticisms really center around play in the first half. And I also think it's interesting to note that, I, you know, I said this last night on the Smash, and I've said it before on this show, and then it was evident yet again on Saturday. Whatever's happened to to Travis J's confidence, or I, I mean, I don't know of another way to describe it because it's certainly not a lack of athleticism. He just does not make plays when he has an opportunity to make plays, and it's unfortunate because I think that kid is a is a special athlete. I really do, um, and we see things from him in practice that lets you think that he's one of your best athletes on the team, and yet. He's just not making football plays. And listen, he got his head turned around. It, you know, people are like, well, you don't get their head turned around. Oh, no, actually, we've been a lot better at getting our head turned around on balls. That's why we've been able to create turnovers. We've had interceptions. We've had some plays. Now, Kevin Knowles was beat on that play. And so he's in phase. He can't turn around there. He actually times his hands going up because yeah. he sees the receiver's eyes and he makes the right play. And that official blew the call. It's a bad call. But they're going to call that a lot if you don't get your head around. Bottom line is, Shouldn't have been interference. They called it. Whatever. Our guys have done a better job of getting their heads around lately. He's in position. Yes, it's against the tight end who pretty much bitches him there, but I would say that your grand reward as a defensive back and you're that long and athletic, if you're in position and you get in somebody's hip pocket and it's a fight for the ball, I mean, your reward is to make a play there. I mean, you've worked hard to be in that position. Um, So... I don't know if that's he's domed up. I don't know if he doesn't believe he's going to make that play. I don't know what it is, but he's not making plays, period. And after that play, you didn't see him much. So, Well, you know where you could teach somebody to be aggressive going after the football? A wide receiver. Yeah, that's so it. That's I, the place. I'll scream it from the mountaintops. Now, it's not as easy as it sounds, but it's certainly doable, and we've seen it countless times here and at other places. People do make position changes, and it works out. I'd start going that direction right now with him uh it's it's time i it's unfortunate they've tried him at safety didn't work out there they've tried him at corner i feel like he has the skills to do that the certainly he has the requisite athleticism to do that he's just not making plays so if you think he's still completely bought in and, and is is a long-term answer uh for your football team somewhere uh then i think you got to try to to move him over there to wide receiver because i think that's that's got to be a home for him. You don't have enough explosive players on that side of the ball anyhow. Right, exactly. It, you know, There's so. nobody that you feel down the stretch, and, and we've got to make long throws and desperate throws, that can go up and go get the ball with any consistency. Like maybe Malik McLean eventually will be that player, but he's not as rangy. He's not tiny, but he's not the guy that you think, oh, just let him go high point. Oh, no, That's no, not what Malik yeah. McLean's about. He's a possession receiver. Travis J. I mean, even if you know, even if he yeah. is on the sidelines and he's not having a good afternoon, maybe in a, in a desperate moment like they say, "Hey, just go run and go get the ball." Hey, man, because I think he would climb the the internal power rankings of who can go make a play in a one on one situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, be, we don't have very many, many guys. guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but if you look at the if you look at the participation list and you look at guys that did make plays, you got some guys out of nowhere that haven't made plays this Omar year. Mario Cooper. Yes, thank you very much. How about that? People have been asking about him for weeks. And he looked confident, made the play, looked good on it. 
Um, you had a few guys step up there and, and make some plays, and you thought, all right, some guys there. So, listen, defense didn't get a ton of stops because a lot of drives ended with missed field goals for Clemson, but the front four did their job. you got to get so much better at linebacker. I don't know if that is – well, I do know. That's not solely on coaching, although I have my suspicions about the coaching at that position because – Part of your job as a position coach is not only to improve the players uh, that play under you, but also to recruit. And he's a little shaky in the recruiting area right now, so it's just a little two fingers to my eyes is all I'm saying, two fingers. And, and It's a big month for a lot of guys. A big month. November. A very is it big, November or yeah, November? It's you know? a big month. A lot riding on this next month. And uh, I've, listen, I love that the clock has rolled over. I mean, excuse me, that the, the calendar has rolled over and... Ready, ready to roll here in November. I think there's some opportunities here. There's no doubt. I mean, you don't have to lose to NC State as an underdog here at home. You, you could go out and win that game. I don't know that I'm going to pick us to win that game. we got plenty of time to worry about that. We'll look ahead later on. Um, thank you, Mizzou Ranger, live from Brussels again. Thank you for your service, and thank you for listening to the program, watching the program here on Warchan TV. Uh, so, you know, they got it's an interesting time. We've got this recruiting class that you're, you're trying to hang on to. It's a big deal that you keep the vast majority of it. And then I think in addition to that, you know, obviously you'll have your eyes peeled. Transfer portal's a big deal. You can uh, remedy some real issues on this team uh, with the right selection in the transfer portal. We've already seen that. Yeah, we've already seen that. Is the rule now that every time? Because when you're on a roll, I feel like I'll be cutting off, you know. No, no, it's fine. You, you, know, you can do it. Right. You can do it. You can go all. <laughs> My portal's gruff. My portal, <laughs> Your my portal, portal my spits portal, stuff out. My portal's a rocky ride. <laughs> my portal in the first hour was downtrodden. You know, you brought up the transfer portal. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to ref that. It, it's, a, it's, a moody, it's a moody get that portal transfer portal. Up. Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, I need that portal to get moving. Let's go. Got some guys we got to get in here. Um, <laughs> you, you could use a lot of help. Yeah, I mean, frankly, yeah, a lot of help. Well, this is <laughs> you can look at this game a ton of ways. Yes, but you can. But no it's one of those. One. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's a game that you had a chance to close out and steal. You didn't. It's disappointing. Steal is the right word. We would have stolen this game. Yes, but it's also it's a sign of improvement that you're in it against a group that's much more talented than you are. That is true. It's disappointing because you had a real chance to again. You had the lead. That that wasn't by accident. Your defense came up with two immense series in a row, which shows growth. But then you could also look at it. I'm not going to give BT Potter the 49 yard field goal, but I'll give him the other two that he missed. So Clemson did score roughly about the right total, even with the BS touchdown at the end. 30 is about the right number for what Clemson did on Saturday. And we had said that we would be wagging our finger at the defensive coordinator if Clemson got past 21, 24 points. And yet I don't sense that you feel all that angry at Adam Fuller, even though Clemson scored by far the most points they have in regulation against an FBS opponent this season. Well, the last six points I'm not going to give to Clemson's offense. That's at what all. I'm saying. You trade those for two of the missed field yeah, goals. So 30 is about indicative of where they were. About, yeah. I just think that when, when you consider the back end of our defense and what we have at linebacker. My biggest fear, and you saw some of it, maybe not as much as you should have, my biggest fear going into this game was that 
I would have just isolated four states linebackers all day long in coverage and had my I would have been thrown to my backs. They did throw to their backs a lot, and I thought that Akeem Dent and a couple of others really made some big plays to shut that down. Um, they made the initial guy miss, and then Akeem Dent comes up, especially in the first half, and makes some big tackles. Well, the first series, the third down in the open field. He makes a couple other tackles where you're like, wow, okay. I mean, he gets downhill and he commits. He was given the opportunity, was Coach Fuller. We're going to have to pull that audio from Wednesday. But he was given the opportunity to praise Akeem Dent. And he didn't do it. <laughs> no, he went the other way. He's like, he needs to be better. I'm like, wow. You know why? You know, you know why? Well, he had a couple of critical missed uh, assignments late down the stretch there. Well, there's that. And then I just think that um, that's a kid who has an awful lot of ability, who hasn't always. Well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Subtext uh, yeah. loud and clear. Um, I, I ran, again, I, I think that. That kid, we we first guessed that Shipley would be Shipley might be the best player on the field on Saturday. It yep. turned out that he was ready for that breakout and played very well. Ran tough. He didn't have, you know, when you go back and look at the numbers, he didn't have nearly as much success on a per play basis as you might have thought. Some explosives. That was the one thing because yeah. he's a one cut, and if you're not aligned properly or you got linebackers with their eyes in the wrong place, God, they. I mean, the second quarter was. I mean. Everything you don't want. Oh, out I was of your screaming, linebackers. get off. They're the running field. around. Oh, no, like, no, yeah, no. Where, our, where are you going? Our linebackers aren't good, man. They have not been good. I do think they play hard. I do think they play yep, hard. Bro, I'm not going to criticize effort. I mean, I don't see any problem there. That's one thing that I always take a close look at, but they just don't. <sighs> yeah, it was rat trap and central right there. Well, you just don't have complete players at that position you just don't have a do everything linebacker on this team i mean you got some of the guys you have have some skills in oh, i'll give you a perfect example dj lundy playing the run triggering downhill is a problem for people i mean that's a big man that'll come up and hit you if he finds the right if gap. he finds the right gap you've got some problems doesn't always diagnose real well correct can't cover anybody okay so then we go on to the next, and we can do this exercise. The loach was all over the place too. I'm like, well, where are you going? Play, he didn't play well. Where are you going? We don't diagnose real well. We don't cover real well. Tom, it is a flawed segment group. Okay, <laughs> yes. it is a flawed segment. Breaking group. news, and it's been now. So people get mad, and they say, "Well, you know, you got to do a better job of it." Man, this is some of this is about getting better players. You're going to have to recruit your way out of this. Like, really good players help coaches look really good. And I don't know if you saw it. Kirby Smart's answer. Did you see? I'll find it during the break. We should play it because this should be on a loop for everybody. And most most everybody understands it and knows it. But the way he said it, I give him credit. They just beat the brakes off of Florida 34-7. to And he's got a chance to gloat, and he really doesn't go there. He talks about how damn good his players are. And he's like, look. I mean, guys, recruiting is everything. And you find a good team, yeah, they may have good coaches, but they got great players. And he's like, you can't out-coach great players. I don't care how good a coach you are. If the other team has great players, you ain't going to win. They're going to beat your good coaching. They're going to beat your ass. And he's just like all in on the recruiting is the world. Recruiting is everything. You can praise me. You can say whatever you want, but I know and you know my players are better than his players. That was nice of him in a weird way, but it's also it, it's it's applicable to where we're at. It's also a flex. Oh, it's a great flex. <laughs> that, that Dan, you're not getting it done. Not getting it done in recruiting, Dan. <laughs> Boy, Dan. And look at this. People react to me differently when I walk into high schools <laughs> than they do Dan Mullen. 
Yeah. No, but I thought that was fascinating. I thought, you know, look, he, he he's asked about it. And look, they've got an embarrassment of riches. When you have a defensive lineman that is a Heisman candidate, <laughs> okay. And the guys that play around him would start at Alabama or any other great program you want to name. I saw zero plays from Woo! that football game. Woo! Zero, because I was locked in on our game. And when it was in the second quarter on the bottom line, it, it was, was still no score. Well, I saw it at no score. I'm going, no, not today. Not like this. Okay. And then the next thing you know, I, to nothing. it was 21 points in a span of like 205. 209. 209. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. When we got to halftime and we were down by merely a score. Yeah, only a score, yeah. And then Georgia had surged. Again, I just saw that on the Twitterverse. I did not watch a play. I thought, all right, this could be a really good Saturday. It's a bad two minutes. It's right <laughs> at the end of the half. It's like it, situations. No, it's it's the, at the end of the half. When I texted you in our game, we've got to get to halftime. Because at that point, it was 17 13. Yep. And I, I texted Tom, we have got to get in the locker room. Which, because this thing, we were reeling at that point. We were kind of hands up, like, can the bell ring, please? Right. We need the <laughs> and bell to ring. Just yeah. I mean, I'm like, God, yeah, get, yeah. get your hands up. Hold, hold. I want, like, can we grab? Hold. And I was so thankful that Dabo chose to be passive at the end of the first half. And I thought, all right, good. Get us in the locker room. Here we go. We're on the road. We're kind of up against it here. But we're within a score. We got a chance. Florida couldn't get to the locker room fast enough, buddy. It's the final 209, and it's just pada, pada, pada. And they're like, oh, his knees are going. His knees are going. He's not going to make the bell. <laughs> and then it's a pick six. It's first and 10 from the 49. Mm-hmm. First and 10 from the 49. That's unbelievable. Second and 14 because. Uh, I guess it was a negative four-yard gain. The ESPN play-by-play doesn't have it clean. But it's third and 14 from the 45-yard line. And you're just going to call a simple draw? Dabo. Hey, listen. What are you doing? Uh, he's telling you he doesn't trust his quarterback. That's what he's doing. I mean, that's unbelievable. Though, even the way they called all three plays. You're mm-hmm. like, he's, are you even trying to score? He was saying, let's get to the locker room, guys. Which, read I've the room, it. man. I know. He couldn't read it. No, he's been hurt. His heart has been broken. <laughs> that's right. He has like, been hurt. <laughs> Like, she's throwing herself at you. Yeah, Just Tony. ask for the phone number. No, I don't believe Tony it. Elliott. She's going to make fun of me. He's saying, we've got him on the ropes, coach. Uh-uh. Let's no, settle down, Tony. Don't. No, Tony. Let's not. Hey, we're out over our skis here. Let's take have a look. Have you been room. to the Texarkana Rodeo before, <laughs> Tony? Because I sure have. Twice she's asked you what you're doing on Saturday. Why won't you get her number? Oh, no, she's just going to make fun of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, some, get the number. I'm doing some chores, you know. Just, <laughs> it's going to be a busy day. The Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Go, it's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We'll get Irish Chappelle here in a second. You know, in places where you see, uh, I'll answer your question, uh, Panama Jack, to some extent. In uh, in places where you've seen some of the um, 
first or second year coaches have success, fans rightfully say things like, well, why, why can't we do that? Why can't we also have that kind of success? I would also point out in most of those places, they aren't on their third coaching staff in four years. They, they made the move. They didn't make a move and then make another move. They made a move. Um, when you blow up in succession uh, your recruiting classes, uh, which is what you do every time you fire somebody, I'm not saying they shouldn't have fired Willie. I'm just saying once they did, you pretty much committed yourself to a very, very long rebuild. Yeah, would you say that you feel as good as you did before kickoff of the Clemson game but the long-term direction of yeah, the program? Yeah, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm I not, figured. I just think that, uh, you know, it, it is frustrating to lose. I think, you know, people get very, very, very emotional, and but you want to change things that you can't change overnight. It's like, I liken us to, and I don't mean this sarcastically or cruelly, but I liken this to somebody who's tired of being overweight and they'd like to look better and feel better and they want to feel that way tomorrow. Well, if you've got 100 pounds to lose, you can't do that. It ain't going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. And there are some uh, unfortunate uh, hurdles to get past along the way. Now, it can be rewarding can be very rewarding, and you can, you know, check the boxes. Hey, we're making progress. You know, uh, if I'm 300 pounds and I want to weigh 200 pounds and I can get down to 275 in whatever amount of time that I've set forth for myself through strict diet and discipline and workout or whatever, great. You get there, man. You feel a little better about yourself, but you still have a long way to go. You still got 75 pounds to go. It sucks. You wake up, you're, you're still pretty heavy. And then, you know, but you've got to be willing to put in the work and the time and understand that that's not going to change just because you want it to. It's not going to change overnight. And Florida State's in a situation where they got to get better. they got to show signs of getting better. Well, they've done that. It's undeniable that they are better now than they were three weeks ago. We have a much better team. chosen the sand pits. Yeah. We have chosen to it's go just, to the sand pits and work with Coach Ham. Um, yeah, I mean, you're in a in a terribly difficult situation uh some of which, you know, you did not uh, obviously uh, incur or, or 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 bring about, but you still have to overcome. So I, I think, you know, you go back to the way it ended with Jimbo, and and no doubt at that point, uh, the program was in shambles. And you look at the amount of players that uh, at that time were committed to Florida State, and then you blow that whole thing up. And there wasn't a lot because he had stopped recruiting that whole last however many months, uh, and then Willie comes in, and then if you look back at look at the players that he got committed, and then you, you, you hit the reset button there too, and you know the vast majority of those players are not here either. And so you're, you're starting over, in essence, for the third time. And in most of these other places where you see some guys having success, not to in any way mitigate their successes. In fact, I think the Mel Tucker story is one of the best stories of the year. And that was a huge win for Michigan State, down 18 to come back and beat Michigan. is insane. Good for them. I love that guy. He's done a great job in the transfer portal, and he's done a great job getting them ready to play. Um, but when you're not like changing entire staffs for a third time in four years, it's a little bit easier. A little bit easier. Uh, Irish Chaffel is there waiting patiently, and uh, I appreciate that. Ira, what's up, baby? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, man. Um, I, I'm I'm encouraged, a little disappointed, a little frustrated, but at the same time, feel pretty good about the overall direction of the program. I'm going to guess, I could be wrong, 
that the folks on our boards at WarChant.com don't feel the same way? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a mixed bag, man. You know, I think like in the immediacy after the game, you you're so close, uh, you know, to victory that you could touch it. And I think you know, really everybody, I think collectively. When they got that stop after Jermaine Johnson's uh, touchdown, they right. come back out and get a stop and get a sack on third down. I think that was probably the first time everybody thought, wait a minute, they're going to win this thing. And then when it doesn't happen, then you start looking at all the reasons you didn't. And uh, obviously it ended with the uh, comedy of, I don't even say comedy of errors in the last play. But, um, but yeah, no, I think you know there's a mix. Some people are mad. Some people are uh, you know at least somewhat optimistic about the future. Yeah, I don't even worry about the last play. I know some people who might have had money on that certainly do, and that will linger with you for a while. But it's a big boy game, this gambling world, so you either handle that or you don't. But that has nothing really to do with how the game played out. Um, I think, think moreover, it was, in some ways, I think it's just a sobering reminder, Ira, of how far they have to go when they face, even in this case, just an elite unit. And I'm talking about Clemson's defense. You know, it, it was abundantly clear pretty early that this offensive line had no chance against that defensive line. Everything else beyond that, to me, becomes sort of window dressing. You're not going to overcome that most often if you can't block the other team. And Florida State just couldn't block Clemson. I, I think at the end of the day, that's where we're at. Well, and, you know, Kenny Dillingham talked today uh, when he met with the media and uh, about some of their approach. You know, a lot of people were wondering why they – didn't throw it or why they didn't run it more and, and why they went empty uh, a lot, four or five wide receivers. And, uh, you know, he said, look, you know, we just felt like we had a better chance of blocking up that three-man front and, uh, you know, some of the pressures they would bring that way than they did if they just went with their, their normal defense, which uh, can do a lot of different things to confuse you and also uh, could be a major challenge to, to block. So, um, you know, he even said, you know, he said, look, looking back, you know, that didn't work either. But, I, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know if there's a right answer. You know, I, I think that's the, the challenge in sports sometimes is, you know, we sit here and think, well, what if you did this? What if you did that? What if you did this? Well, look, man, and I wrote about it in my 3-2-1, all of their best players on their defensive front were like the number one player in the country coming out of high school at their position. And there's five stars after five star after five star, and you're going up against a, guy, a bunch of guys in an offensive line that's doing their best, but they were not that level of player. And so – you know, that's going to be a challenge. At the same time, uh, you know, they did put themselves in in position to have a chance to win. So, yeah, I came away from that game, you know, overall feeling good about it. But, you know, obviously, and we've talked about it a lot already, you know, what they do this weekend is probably going to determine whether or not people look back at that game as a positive step or not. It's an important week, an important game. I think the remainder of the season is very important in that way, too. I, I mean, on the one hand, it's not – Shocking you went and lost to Clemson. It is frustrating. I think you're right. People allowed themselves to believe there at the very end. Hell, I did. Um, I thought we were going to steal, steal a win uh, in a game in which we were fairly dominated. I mean, I, I think you really go back and look at a play-by-play basis. Clemson pretty much dominated Florida State. You have the one long play, Toa Philly's, uh unbelievable play. But other than that, Florida State really did nothing on offense. And yet, there you were. And you had a chance to win. And you thought, oh, man. Maybe we steal this one. We keep the momentum going. It doesn't really matter. Like you said last night on the smash, you don't have to give the win back. It doesn't really matter. You'll take that win and keep rolling. Um, And so when it doesn't happen, it's a bit of a gut punch. But for the players as opposed to the fans, this is is sort of are you professional enough, for lack of a better term? Are you capable of flushing that, getting focused? I guess I would ask this, though. How healthy are they going to be? Because 
One of the problems, really clearly, Dylan Gibbons was not close to 100%. He got beat up. I felt like that offensive line kind of took a step back this week, yes, against a superior defensive line. But this is a group of defensive lines that are better than the group you saw in the first half. So they're going to have to find a way to get healthier and healthier. I wonder, uh, you know, I think unfortunately Devontae Love-Taylor also does not look right, hasn't really all year long. I thought we would see more Baby and Johnson as this game went on. Um, do we get any updates on how we, how we fared here from an injury standpoint today? No, you know, I did ask uh, Mike Norvell that, and he said that, you know, there, there's, he basically said there are a few guys, uh, he may have said several, but he said a few guys that um, they're going to have to monitor throughout the week to see whether or not they're available. And I think, you know, you definitely hit on one. I mean, I think Dylan Gibbons probably did everything he could to play in that game, played every snap in that game. And, uh, you know, you wonder if he can, uh, you know, come back and play again one week later. And, you know, and, and I think Kenny Dillingham and Norvell said that, you know, it was great. It was gutty for him to play in that game, but the fact that he missed that whole week of practice might have contributed to some of the issues in terms of false starts and other uh, other areas. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't shock me if you see Baby on Johnson this week, uh, but we'll see as the week goes on. Another one, you know, Cam McDonald uh, went down uh, at some point during that game, and and uh, you know he didn't look great when he was leaving the field. So that's another one you have to watch out for, but. Um, yeah, they're definitely banged up, and you know you, you're mostly concerned about the offensive front because you know NC State's got a really good defense. They're, they're very experienced and talented up front, um, so you just want to you, you like to think you've got to at least give yourself a chance on the offensive line in this game. I, I want a quick update, I guess, on Lawrence Toafili, who looked absolutely crushed on that final play. Uh, is he no no word of any problems for him, right? No, we've nothing we've heard yet. I mean, he might be another guy that's borderline, but he, um, you know, I had heard from someone after the game that it wasn't serious, but now what does that mean? It's not season ending, or does that mean, uh, you know, he can't play this week? So, you know, we haven't gotten any more confirmation on that. Ira, was there any uh, more discussion today on uh, continued problems on special teams? This has been a bugaboo for this team all year long. It's an area that Mike Norvell has repeatedly pointed to as uh, uh, something that he takes pride in. And they suck on special teams every week. Uh, did it get brought up today at all? Yeah, it did. And, you know, basically, I mean, he said what he can say is that they have to be better. Uh, they do put a lot of time into it. It's, been, it's what he's been saying for several weeks now. It's got to be driving him crazy, though, because, you know, it's a huge part of that game. I mean, you know, the field position, um, they're not, everybody keeps calling them hidden yards. They're not hidden the way they play special teams. Yeah. They're out there in the open. Um, and, uh, you know, that really hurt him. I mean, it hurt him on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a top priority. John Papuchas, the special teams coordinator, usually speaks to the media on Monday, was, uh, wasn't available. They had to change their schedule. He might talk. He's going to talk apparently after the next practice. So we'll hear more from him. Um, but, you know, I just think that, you know, they look, I mean, they, they've tried four different punt returns this, this season. That's a lot. Uh, and, and none of them had any success. Uh, Trayshawn Ward doesn't seem to be the answer based on what we saw this past week. The only thing that Mike Norvell would say was, you know, their number one priority is do not commit a turnover. And so they've really beaten that into his head. So when those kicks were kind of going sideways and there was a lot of wind, there was a lot of wind in that stadium. Uh, you know, he just kept deciding to be safer than sorry and, uh, you know, it cost him a lot of yards. I feel like the team is moving in a positive direction despite the disappointment of that loss to you. I definitely do. Um, you know, now they got to prove it. And, you know, I asked uh, Norvell today about, you know, what were some of the things he saw after that Notre Dame loss that may have concerned him in that week? And, 
and how does he you know make sure those don't happen again? And he said that you know at the time you know he he pointed it out that week of practice after Notre Dame. He didn't think they had a good week of practice. Thought they uh, you know were were lacking in some fundamentals, some details, uh, some of the energy that they had practiced with going into that game, and it showed up in the Jacksonville State loss and. Uh, you know, he said that he thinks they've grown so much since then. He's, he looks at the way they prepared for that uh, UMass game after a big win against North Carolina in the bye week. He thinks that's a sign that they 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 have grown up and, and become more mature. Uh, but they'll see for sure this week. He did say Sunday was good. He said the Sunday night, the little uh, they have a kind of a simulated game exhibition with uh, or scrimmage with you know the guys that don't get to play a lot in the game. And he said it was awesome. The energy was great. He said it was the most energy. They've had on one of those Sunday night uh, scrimmages all season. So you think things are uh, trending? You know, it seems like they're going to handle it better than they did last time, but, you know, we may not know until Saturday. Go read the aforementioned 321 on com as off- authored by Irish Fell. Always good, always insightful. Always a pleasure, sir. Be well. Thanks, guys. Yep. Talk to you later, man. Uh, in fact, I'll talk to you and Corey tomorrow. Speaking of which, I thought all right, we'd have a capper last night and uh, that at least the Braves would win and I could be happy for Corey and my other buddy Kobe Lund who's a huge lifelong Braves fan but alas that series goes on I get my wish I want seven games though I mean I've, I've wanted seven games they can't handle it but I you know man it, it did feel like the World Series was oh, over for about nothing, you're 15 thinking, minutes yeah and then you realized oh this thing ain't even close to over they're making Awfully hard contact early in that game where the Astros. I went, okay, we got issues. Some dude who hadn't pitched all year. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that was interesting. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable internet you deserve for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine, faster downloads, more streaming, the possibilities are endless. That's more speed, and you'll save hundreds over AT&T. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us, and for a limited time, $300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now, because you deserve awesome internet. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 11-21-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet 50 Mbps customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Compares monthly service charge for Xfinity 600 Mbps and AT&T 500 Mbps each with one unlimited mobile line for a year as of 10-6-21. Reduced speeds after 20 GB of mobile usage. Jeff Kimmich on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. So, when we do the game previews for College Sportsbook, uh, early in the week I have to reach out, so does Director Matthew, to people from all around the country when we're trying to, I guess, pick games that we think are interesting. This is not a good slate this weekend, Tom. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty damn sorry slate of games this weekend. The best you got is probably uh, Texas A&M. And uh, is it Auburn, Texas A&M? I think that's right. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a big should, game should for good. Auburn's playing well right now. Uh, Auburn's playing well, so that's a big game. Uh, so maybe that one. Uh, we got a, a decent-sized Big Ten game, though, don't we? Is it, is it Michigan-Penn State? Did that get, like, torpedoed? I don't know. I mean, Michigan State-Purdue, is that what you're thinking of? That's a decent game, actually. Purdue's playing well Maybe lately. that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Maybe. 
it's a letdown game for Michigan State, so you got to be careful there. Might be one we preview. I can tell you a game I'm not going to preview, though. Uh, that would be Florida and South Carolina. That South Carolina team is whew, awful. But I bring all of this up to say this. During the course of the year, we have previewed some Florida games. And a guy that I've had on frequently uh, to give the breakdown of what's happening in Gainesville is Nick De La Torre. And if you are to read his tweets over the last hour, you might think, they got problems in Florida. Um, He was, Dan Mullen was, asked a question about recruiting. His response was, we're in season right now. I don't even know what that means. Okay. Um, He followed up by talking about it being an exciting South Carolina game week. Then he was asked a question about Anthony Richardson's injury status, and he just said, we'll see. Um, the press conference kind of ended abruptly. No players were made available. And um, several folks who were in line to ask questions were not given the opportunity. Florida then turned around and stated that they were, quote, on a tight schedule. As Nick pointed out, it's the 10th week of the season. This time is slotted for a press conference every Monday, the entire season. How did that change today? So, um, yeah, not real sure. It doesn't look like uh, things are going swimmingly there. No UF players will be made available this week to the media. Todd Grantham's Monday availability was abruptly canceled. He will not speak again. And Mullen is set to speak at a teleconference uh, Wednesday at 1120. It'll be the next time you hear from him. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's any secret they're going to fire Grantham, but... uh, Oh, buddy. (laughs) Why do I bring any of this up? Well, it's fairly fascinating, but the other reason is we do play Florida. So who knows what version of Florida we're going to get at the end of the year is kind of where I'm getting at here. I I have no idea. We've uh, seen this song and dance before. We have. We were on the drain. They're circling around it. Come on. Keep going. Dysfunction. Then circle the wagons and say he's still our coach. For one more season and give us a lame duck year from Dan Mullen. Let's I'd do like it. that. I'd like back to back. Yeah, I would. They would prefer to have it uh, uh, because, from the buyout standpoint, um, I'm just just hold that hope that uh, we take care of business in regards to recruiting here. That recruiting question got me thinking about hold. Right. They don't need to make a splashy hire with three weeks to go before the early signing period. You know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not overly concerned about that just yet. I mean, I don't think those guys are going there, but. I don't know who that hire would be at this point, though. Well, you mean if they decided to start over the whole kit and caboodle? Well, this, I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, precedes a firing midweek where you're like, oh my God, they did it. When you cancel all availabilities, you shut it down in the media, you walk out, you storm out of the room and say, we're done here, whatever it is, or they shut down the Zoom. I don't know what their protocols are. This is, this is one of the final signs before it's all over. Yeah, um... They they got problems. There's there's no getting around that. Um, it's good to see. I mean, I I but I this year I've been so focused on us that you know whatever the problems. Oh, listen, it doesn't hurt my heart to see when Miami's scuffling. Although they fought their way out of it and have won a couple of big games for them, I, I do think Manny Diaz ends up saving his job, which is good. I, I that's fine because I'm not worried. I like the devil, you know. That's fine, man. If we can beat him this year, yeah. But you know, let's just say that Van Dyke continues and he ends up being the the Solution to the problem all along, that wouldn't be cool. 
two very impressive performances the last couple of weeks. Florida has lost three of their last four games. They lost uh, to Kentucky 20-13. to They blew out a Vanderbilt team that UMass might beat. They gave up 49 points to a dead-and-buried LSU team and lost that game, and then they just got housed against their arch-rival Georgia 34-7. to It was 34 to nothing with about two minutes to play, so they basically got shut out. Um, South Carolina's awful, so I don't – I mean, Florida is in a position where they'll beat South Carolina, they'll beat Samford, for Christ's sakes, they'll beat – Missouri is awful, and then it's us. So they may luck their way into a three-game win streak before they face us. Unfortunately. Or they completely implode. Well, there's that possibility. And if you lose at South Carolina, if you've watched that team, that would be a complete implosion. They're not good. Listen, his daddy on the coaching tree, Urban Meyer, that's how it you know finished for him in Gainesville. Yeah. Inexplicably bad play from really good players. Yeah, that South Carolina team's four and four, but they're one and four in the SEC and there are two, two of their wins, three of their wins, South Carolina, e- Eastern Illinois, East Carolina, and Troy. Their other win is against Vanderbilt Okay, by a point in the last second. So South Carolina by a field goal, so, and there, there are fisticuffs on the Florida sidelines between so, coaches and players. Yes, please. But, you know, they've been beaten 45-20 to 20 by Tennessee, 44-14 to 14 by Texas A&M. They got beat by Georgia 40-13. to 13. They, they, They've not been competitive against decent teams. So that's – we'll see, man. That, that'll be very, very fascinating. I don't know. It does look like there are – we're always kind of gauging the state of Florida, right? The state of Florida. The state of the state. And you're looking at the state of the state. I, I, I guess overall we're feeling okay. Uh, it's like the popular sporting meme, you know, blowing the 3-1 lead. That's what Mullen had in the state. He had a 3-1 lead mm-hmm. over Miami and Florida State in yeah. terms of recruiting. Yeah, he, he had this all this time and all the resources and the advantages. And he walked the leadoff hitter. Yep. And this is what happens, too, by the way, when you aren't great at recruiting and you can't put your thumb on somebody. If you, now He's an in-game guy. People around the, in the world of college football certainly nod the cap, you know, tip, of the, tip of the cap. But not a great recruiter. And it, where you can bury downtrodden teams is to rake in all the talent within the state and keep it for yourself and then just step on the necks. I think it's that. it's that hoax COVID that got him. I think that's <laughs> it undermined the progress he was making. And you know what? They couldn't have the smooches with Mrs. Mullen as oh, they got off no the bus. more smooches and that, everything went awry. That, that damn hoax. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, tough times. Got to recruit better, buddy. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Improbables in a second. First, let me tell you about my friends at T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction. You're going to want to stop putting off a roof renovation because it's, quote, too expensive. Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you can deduct up to $1 million on your income taxes as an expense without the cost of your property to be depreciated. This reform includes improvements that are made to your commercial roofing, too. Call T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction at 766-1340 or get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. How nervous are Braves fans now, buddy? Ooh, buddy. Well, it means we get to continue Probables for at least one more show before we put it to bed till next year. Yeah, it's always a sad day when that happens. Hopefully, uh, 
I don't know. I, I'd like it to go seven. Braves fans, I know you don't. Uh, Probable is brought to you by our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? What we got for Monday Night Football tonight? You know, that's a great, oh, it's Kansas City Giants. Kansas City and the Giants. Strangely intriguing. Yeah. Could be a good game. Chiefs are that bad. Yeah, just leave it on, see what happens. Yeah. I took a butt kicking this weekend. Oh, I can't say it enough times. You did? Woo! I went two and one. I did not. Kept the cards small. I should have. Also, I teased up Detroit. Never again. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, fundamental. Easier to lose a wager when it happens in the first seven minutes of the game. Like, oh, this is not going to be competitive. Okay, I'm going to go outside and play. <laughs> I'm going to go throw the football with the kids. Uh, Braves will throw Max Free, trying to win it all. Tomorrow, 8.09, Minute Maid Park. Loud, angry Astros fans everywhere. It's all that concrete they live in. Houston has not decided yet. That is a... Robust TBD. We will check in with them tomorrow. But uh, that's a look at those that shall, or in this case, the individual who will reside on the bump. Thank you, Gabriel, for your support of the program. Thanks. During the final break of the show, he snuck in a question or a comment. Saying that Jordan's misses are getting better. They're getting smaller. Your misses are getting smaller. It sounds like us off the tee. Yeah, our misses are getting smaller. It's not a two-way miss yeah, now. it's just a one-way He's miss. He's still got that nasty smaller. cut, yeah. but he can aim at the houses, and it's right in the center of the fairway. Yeah, let's – let's. Uh, all right, here we go. He is getting better, though. Yeah, but he's – It's just – is it fast enough? Yeah, he's really limited. How many years of eligibility would he need, you know? <laughs> yeah, good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow.